Hello, I'm James Batter, and you're listening to Dentistry.biz podcast. I'm joined this week by Dr. Mick Donegan, CEO and founder of Special Effect. Mick, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. You're very welcome. Special Effect, for those who don't know, is a charity that helps disabled people play video games and enjoy video games much the same way you do through special controllers and other technology, much like the device that we'll be talking about. More on that in a moment. Uh, we're also joined by occupational therapist Joe Morgan. Hi. And Bill Donegan, project manager at Special Effect, presumably projects manager for this particular device that we're going to be talking about. Hi, yeah. So I'm project manager for the different projects that we run here, yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on. The reason I've invited you guys on is because I wanted to talk about the Xbox Accessible Controller, uh, which was announced yesterday and is something that you guys are one of the one of the organisations that's helped to, to make this a thing. Um Doubtless, a lot of listeners will know what this device is, but for anyone who doesn't, I guess it's probably best to come from you guys. Like, what is this accessible controller, and what does it enable you to do? Yeah, so it's um, it's um, essentially like a switch interface, which which would enable people to plug in switches that they can press with with any any body part that they can easily move, um, any any type of switch that that works for them, um, and enable them to be able to people to be able to play the games they want to be able to play. Essentially, so people can. Maybe if they've got some head movement, they could have uh, some switches up by their head, um, which would be acting as you know A and B, for example, on a on an Xbox controller. So, how did this project come about? Like, who who approached who in terms of like Xbox for the approaching you guys, or is it something you guys were working on already? Because you guys do a lot of work on making video games accessible with very different, very unique controllers. Yeah, so I think it was a, it was about two years ago that we. Um, were contacted by Xbox and they, they sort of Skyped us and um, sort of talked about their ideas for accessibility and, and this idea of what then became the Xbox Adaptive Controller. And then we went out and visited, visited them quite soon after that to look at um, a prototype, which was quite different from what, what we see today. Um, and it just went from there, really, and then the whole team here became involved in in advising on what what we thought would be good in the controller, and when things moved further along, and we we had prototypes, we looked at those and tested them, and we also got in people involved who we work with on our projects to um, help us give feedback as well. And at the same time, just by the way, um, that uh, you know, just to make it clear that we weren't the only people who were consulted. Obviously, there were a range yeah. of other organisations and charities who were who were also involved in in advising as well course but then when it came to then like you, know, you guys contributing to the project and 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 working on which kind of different devices were available because the whole point of the the adaptable controller is that it's got lots of additional sticks and and buttons and stuff and, and options as, as joe said to kind of plug in and, and customize to the the person's needs so how did how did you guys help like work out how many different kind of configurations that were, were needed to you know encompass as many people as possible I think because um, our perspective was from the sort of user perspective, so we've we've worked with people for for a while for our projects, and from that we we sort of have realised that everyone is very different, and we need to make a bespoke setup for for each person really. And different people use different amounts of inputs depending on uh, sorts of games they want to play and the level they want to play them at, and how much they might be able to do on a standard controller and how much they might need help with access with using things like accessibility switches like Joe talked about or external joysticks. 
So I think Xbox took took notice of how people like us were working in this field and how sort of flexible the solutions needed to be. How difficult is it in general to make video games accessible like to, to different control schemes? Because you know, games are becoming increasingly complicated. I mean, I'm, I'm fully able to use the, you know, my, my two hands and, and even I kind of struggle to keep up with like how... <laughs> because like, there, there's yes, a we, lot... <laughs> quite often we see people who maybe they, they can use a standard controller to, to, to a certain degree but might need help sort of with a few buttons, and we, but we also see people who can't use a standard controller at all, so it really does vary. Mm. And like you say, some, some games use every button on the controller and combinations with the joysticks and have different situations. You might be in a vehicle sometimes, you might be on foot other times. Um, so they do get very complex. So it often involves, one, the hardware, but also sometimes software so that we need to allow them to change change what certain buttons do so they might have access to say five buttons but they need those they need access to ten in the game so we might find ways for them to double up those switches as well yeah what kind of um, games did you guys test or do you know as, as your part of the com- project like what kind of games got tested with this device i mean I, I saw the the video that was going around kind of announcing the controller and one of the first examples of, of games of, of, of someone playing was uh, overcooked which even yep. with the full use of two hands, is a frustratingly difficult game to play sometimes. <laughs> I think for us, we 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 have we use a wide range of games because it's, it's down to the individual to let us know what sort of games they like to play. Hmm. Sometimes we also have people who might not have played video games before, so we'll we will suggest games to them. So we have certain games that we use here a lot. So for instance, you probably won't be surprised to hear that we use FIFA a lot in this country. Um, Call of Duty, Overwatch, and, and racing games, Forza, and, and all sorts of games. So we tended to we tended to focus on a variety of games, so sports games, driving games, and first-person shooter games. So we 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 tend to we we tested a mix. Yeah, is that important then to to kind of include like as many of the kind of the latest games and the biggest games as possible? Because you would some people will probably hear like the sort of work you guys do and kind of assume you're adapting say like Nintendo or family friendly sort of games to to these different control schemes but the fact that you're going for like yeah like the big hitters like FIFA and Call of Duty like is it important to make it all encompassing for people yeah definitely the the people that we meet and the people that we're supporting they want to go and play the games that their friends are playing so you know if their friends are all playing Call of Duty or, or any sort of first person shooter on a on a particular console, and it's obviously really important to them to be able to, to play those games with their friends. So, yeah, really, we we do quite often meet people they want to play the most complex games. So we have to try and come up with solutions that will enable them to be able to play them. So, how wide a range of, of external controls did you did you guys help look at for this for this accessible controller? Because the video I've seen, like you've seen, like different button collect, um, collaborations, is larger joysticks and there's like pressure pads and rollers like kind of how many different input devices did you guys look at so we from from our work we've we've sort of narrowed down i guess a bunch of button they're called accessibility switches but these buttons they sort of emulate the uh controller buttons we we've got maybe a handful that we use very regularly from quite large buttons for people who 
might find it difficult to to hit a small target right through to very lightweight buttons for people who won't have very much movement or much strength to press one. Um, we sometimes use things like uh, buttons that you bite on and buttons you press with your head. Um, so we so we've been using the ones that we use, but but yeah, there's there's a large anything with any of these buttons with a 3.5 millimeter jack uh, is compatible. And in terms of joysticks, again, we use a really wide range of joysticks and controllers. So, so we've been testing some of the ones that we that we use here. It's a fantastic idea, and like the Xbox accessible controller seems to have been really well received since the announcement yesterday. Um, it kind of brings me. It's one of those things you look at. It's like, well, why has this not done been done before? I I, I remember back at school. Um, friend of mine actually didn't have use of his right hand so he could not play video games and he wasn't able to kind of join it because he it was that kind of first xbox gamecube ps2 era where you really did need to be able to handle both sides of the controller and he he couldn't and i remember back in the day there was like i think the for playstation or maybe the xbox there was like a one-handed controller wand that a third party had made but there was no official accessible controller why why is it taking this long to create such a device well, I suppose a simple, a simple way of looking at it is that more and more and more people globally are playing video games now and playing video games online. It's not too long ago before, uh, since, um, since, the, uh, since there was only a fairly small demographic who played uh, uh, console games. And, um, but now it, 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 it is a very much sort of very much more common activity and, 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 and young people are looking at their brothers and sisters and, and seeing the games they're playing. Uh, um, and, and I think it's just something that's 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 uh, there, there are organizations like ours as well who are, who are showing, you know, the benefits of, uh, of, 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 of video, video games as well for people with disabilities. So there's a, a general, you know, awareness raising. And, and I honestly think it's a very positive response, you know, from, uh, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the Microsoft and, and hopefully others will follow, follow too, you know, to, to something that has just become, people have just become gradually more aware of and there's gradually become more of a, more of a demand for, you know, that there are, there have been, you know, there have been third party, you know, developers and suppliers who've been doing, you know, a good job in, in providing, you know, interfaces and alternatives, and I, and I think that what's happened is that, that uh, you know, Microsoft uh, have have realised, yeah, actually, this is something, you know, that we, you know, that we can actually step in and, and, and do something ourselves to, to help out, you know, to to add to the choices available. So we, we you know, I, I honestly think that this is a, a milestone, and and uh, and, and definitely, uh, I feel very positively about it, and and as I say, hopefully, um, uh, you know, people can can move forward. And, and as I say, um, other you know uh, uh, console developers will, will you know will also um, you know t- uh, uh, try to develop uh, similar products. And it was lovely to see um, I forget where I read it, but Phil Spencer yesterday you know was was saying that you know it, it's something that he's happy for um, you know Sony or whoever to um, you know to to, to, to to you know share that you know they have to share their what they've learned with them you know it's, you know not make it a competition between you know between them which which I also welcome I think that's uh, that's incredibly positive there's a there's a, there's a sort of a um, there's a there's a shift there's there's a there's a a, a change going on and, and as I say if if we've played any part in 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 
making people in raising awareness of, of how much fun it is and what the benefits are and what the potential numbers of people are globally who could who could join in with the rest of us then then i think we'd be very proud yeah definitely it would be, it'd be great to see um sony and nintendo follow suit at the very least and then maybe see some sort of you know, version of this device for pc as well because that's that's quite a complex um, gaming well, device Interestingly, sorry. It, 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 yeah, interestingly, the um, I mean, I'll let the others talk in a second. But interestingly, because my background is in assistive technology generally, working with access to learning through the PC, well, through the computer, and access mm. to communication, etc. And interestingly, um, the PC being the PC, and 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 it having grown up with uh, you know with, with uh, shed loads of keyboard shortcuts, shortcuts, etc. It actually did become. Um, the device w- which most of the, um, the, the the input devices were um, uh, became compatible with. But I'll, I'll let the other guys. Uh, uh, so it's very interesting, you know. So if we use gaze control, for example, at this moment in time, if someone can only move their eyes, it's it's something PC based that we'll be using at this moment in time. So it's interesting, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, the, 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 for us, as complicated as it is, um, as complex as, as the PC is, it is actually the, the device with where we can plug most things into and where there are most interfaces. Yeah. Designed for. But I'll, I'll hand yeah. over to the other guys. I know um, what, yeah. I'll just say that the the adaptive controller is compatible with um, with PC. Okay, excellent. Yes, that makes much more sense because Microsoft is very much a, a Xbox and PC yeah. company, aren't they? So yeah, okay, well, brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. So it's just we just need Sony and Nintendo on board. Job done. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. It would be and, nice. I mean, are you guys going to be reaching out or kind of offering your your support in kind of helping them create devices of their own? I mean, Microsoft has obviously kind of already extended that olive branch, but are you guys going to yeah. make sure that hey, we're here? Well, you know that uh, exactly. We and and you know uh, uh, there are other people as well. Uh, you know uh, uh, who are available to um, you know to offer advice as well. I'm sure that all of us and those who are involved in helping develop this, uh, uh, and as I say, it seems Xbox themselves will be will be more than happy to uh, you know to share share what we know. Uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, more than happy to. Yeah. What's the next step? I mean, is this problem solved, or does this, you know, is this the start of, of working towards getting more and more people to be able to be able to play games? For the more complex um, people, which is what we, you know, the people that we work with, um, that the, the, it, 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 it's it's a huge help to us. It, it won't affect what happens, you know, what the, the decisions that we make uh, um, uh, about, you know, from the interface. You know, uh, between the interface itself, whatever it is, whether it's this controller or a different one that we might use, or or something we might mod ourselves, it, it, what we do, where we position the switches, what we choose, what kind of joypad, whether we use gauge control or whatever, it won't affect any of those decisions. And with the people with most severe disabilities, it it it. It, the, the great effect is that it will make it simpler, more reliable, uh, and and with better, you know, with 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 uh, um, you know, first party support. So so that's all very positive uh, um, uh, for us. But it won't for for ourselves. Uh, um, it won't make it. Uh, uh, um, you know, it's it's great interface to have. It'll make life easier. But for ourselves, the a- the actual work we do with people, with, um, and and the and the you know the parts of the body etc that 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 we assess for it won't change that and and the other thing is you know just to, just to emphasise is that we there isn't like a one off solution we don't go on a visit sort someone out and then we're off 
uh, and that you know goodbye that you know you're sorted uh, the people many of the people that we work with they're changing all the time they're changing physically if they if they if they if they've got the condition they're born with they will change condition like cerebral palsy they'll change throughout their lives as well as obviously the kinds of games they want to uh, <laughs> play throughout their lives which will change which will change you know the the the, the, the kind of control that they use to play that game a lot of people we work with have a a, a traumatic injury spinal injury and we have to go in very quickly and help them uh, and then there's the people with progressive conditions, you know, muscular dystrophy, spinal muscular atrophy, uh, uh, motor neuron disease, whose condition changes all the time and whose input devices will therefore need to change all the time. Our, what we do is not just to get somebody gaming. Our job is to keep someone gaming at the top of their game throughout their lives. It's, it's a lifelong service. So it, it, that's, what, that's what we're about for the people with most complex disabilities. That, so it... So we're delighted and we welcome it. It'll make it'll make 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 life a lot easier for us. We are delighted, but the but the detailed work um, to keep people gaming at the optimal level, and it's lovely that some of the people we work with are actually beating professionals. I won't tell you who but <laughs> online, which is terrific. They let us know, but we keep it a secret. But but that to actually get someone who is able to game at the top level. Um, you know, or, or, or to join in with everyone else. That, that, that's what we're always aiming to do, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looking at um, accessibility in, broader, in a broader sense, I mean, obviously, like, this control is fantastic and it physically enables people to, to play video games, but in terms of the, the content, the games themselves, are there ways that the industry can make games more accessible? So, like, make, adding customizable controller configurations, even for the standard controller, or just different configurations, which... And I have to be honest. I have to be honest. I don't spend too much time in the options menu. But as far as I'm aware, many of the games I play don't have that. It is these are your controls. You must play it this way. Are there are there ways that, that developers can can kind of make their games more accessible? Yeah, like you say, quite often it is giving people as many options as possible. A bit like the adaptive controller tries to do is just be like an interface to, to give you a bespoke solution. Um, so yeah, remapping is quite quite a quite a good one to start with. Quite often, you on consoles now, both Sony and Xbox have um, remapping on the operating system, so you can create a customized controller layout. So, for instance, if you find certain buttons difficult, you can move them around. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't need that win in the game because quite often you might have a bit like we said earlier with more complex games where you might be on foot for part of it, you might be in half for part of it, you might be in a plane for part of it, and your controls change. Um, so yeah, being able to really move them around and, and do quite odd things. So sometimes we need to map, I don't know, say you might want to map the, the A button on Xbox, you might want to map that to the right joystick down movement direction. Which, which most people would think would be, would be unnecessary, but for us, we know that certain people use certain parts of the controller much better than others, so the mo as much flexibility as possible is always helpful. Hmm. I mean, are there any kind of, kind of common solutions or common, uh, common barriers that you, you see in games and you think, well, that could be so easily resolved by just doing this? I mean, kind of other examples that you'd want to see? Um, yeah, I, I think something that would be that would be really helpful is kind of like practice areas within games where people can get used to the controls. Um, a lot of open world games, you find there's, there's quite a, 
a difficult kind of opening to the game that you have to play to before you get to the point that the world then opens up. Mm. People want to be able to enjoy the kind of free roaming, and, and perhaps if someone's not going to have full access to the whole controller, but they've got enough that they can just enjoy the world and enjoy that game, um, sometimes actually just getting through the tutorial can be a real barrier because, um, you know, the tutorial is expecting you to be able to play the game fully. So almost if at the menu at the start, if you could just go straight into free roam rather than having to having to play through the really difficult missions at the beginning, um, that kind of thing would be really helpful. Um, we saw someone just the other day who was using, we managed to get him all the controls to the game he wanted to play. He wasn't going to have lots of buttons, but he had enough to be able to, to play the game. And then we realized that actually, although the game was completely, uh, you could customize the controls for the game itself, you couldn't customize the controls for the menus. So that, again, was a, a bit of a barrier. Um, so to be able to customize controls for everything, not just actual gameplay, would be, would be really helpful. Mm. I guess difficulties as well, like, you know, being able to customize the difficulty. Like, as you say, like, yeah, practice mode would be fantastic. But even just like, right, I, don't, I, would, I want to half the amount of damage I take. Or, because even with access to controls that work for them, some people probably may not have the, the, the speed and the reflexes needed for certain certain games or certain parts of the game so being able to kind of you know tweak the difficulty to suit their ability that's um it's quite rare you see it but when when you have like a slider for the difficulty that's really nice so it's not necessarily you know easy medium hard you can choose the, the percentage of how difficult it is so if you think it's slightly too difficult you can you can just tweak it a little bit so you're not making it too easy or making it far too hard yeah, definitely. I mean, is there any other advice you'd give to developers? Because I imagine this sort of thing, particularly for indie developers, probably sounds like a lot of work to implement all these different um, controls and difficulties and all these different accessibility options for what may be perceived as quite a small audience. But kind of why is it important to, to keep doing that and how easy is it to do so? I think um, some of the best accessibility features we have, we make the most of features that are designed to make the game generally more accessible, so not necessarily for disabled gamers. Uh, they're there to help new players to be able to compete a bit better with their friends and family um, and just create a generally a bigger audience. So things like in Mario Kart, the auto accelerate and auto steer, We've since that's been in, in Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch, we've, mm. we've used that game. <laughs> Yeah, sort of <laughs> with lots of different people and sort of introduce people to the console based on it. Um, FIFA's two button controls, we use that daily with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and say Forza with the, the auto braking and the auto steering, Forza 7, that's that's just opened it up to, to a large number of people and a large number of disabled gamers as well. So yeah, making making your game as accessible in the wider, in the wider meaning of the word can can have a knock-on effect for, for sort of um, for, a, for a wide range of players. So, since we're naming examples, then are there are there any other particular games that you kind of would point developers towards and like, look, this is how you do accessibility well or better. I mean, I, I seem to remember a Call of Duty a few years back had a colorblind mode, but I don't know if they they still add that. Like, yeah, what what kind of series and games are, are particularly good at, at, at you know making it accessible to as many people as possible? So those ones I've mentioned are the ones that we use on a daily basis. Project Cars has always been nice. So that that has the sliding scale for difficulty. Um, and just everything's very, very customizable on that game. So 
so we so we use that a lot as well. I think um, Celeste um, recently came out. That's got that's got some really nice um, accessibility options in there. Just to again, options I think were just put in to make the game kind of generally a bit more playable and a bit easier for people that are going to find that game really difficult to play. Um, but that that again, it's just generally made it a lot more accessible. Um, so that's a nice example. Yeah, Dave um, Tentacle uh, uh, and Broken Age. It's, it's lovely that Tim Schaefer got in touch, you know, with us so that we could, um, you know, support him in making making uh, um, those games um, accessible by eye gaze. So, you know, people who are completely paralysed or have cerebral palsy, uh, um, you know, that that they it, 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 they're able to play that game too just by eye movement and uh, if people are interested our Minecraft interface that we you know, eye gaze interface that's available now open source um, you know can provide an example of, of 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 the way in which you can actually have buttons at the bottom of the screen uh, that you can look at, you know click on or look at. Um, instead of having to play a keyboard or use a standard controller, so you know that that that, that, that our Minecraft interface might be worth looking at. And, and of course, um, we 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 I, I would point people towards um, you know our training videos as well. Uh, um, if they if the if they go to Spectre Effect website and have a look um, uh, at our YouTube videos, they'll see not only the case studies, the examples of people using different. Uh, Control systems, but also um, that they'll see some uh, some some training uh, showing a range of uh, of access methods and uh, a range of the kinds of, um, of features that we capitalise on when uh, when we're, when we're met, trying to make games more accessible for people. Fantastic. Um, well, on that note, then would you, would you like to give a little kind of plug for what Special Effect does and where people can find out more about what you do? I mean, as you say, the website, but what, what's the address? Okay, www.specialeffect.org.uk. Um, if someone has a severe physical disability and they would like to play a video game but, but can't, maybe they can no longer play it or whatever, then please ask them. There's a little pull-down um, referral uh, uh, bit on the, uh, on the website that they can sort of just put a few details about what, you know, uh, what, what they'd like to be able to do, what they'd like to be able to play, and then we will get back in touch with them and see if see if we can help. So yeah, we we um, do assessments. We've got a specialist team of people doing assessments, uh, and we can loan equipment for a period of time while they try that equipment out to make sure, uh, and we customise equipment as well if necessary to make sure that they are gaming at, at the highest possible level they can. So so yeah, that's um, uh, uh, we we would welcome people getting in touch with us. Brilliant. And gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Congratulations on the on the work with the, the Xbox Accessible Controller, and uh, hopefully we'll see see more of that sort of thing coming out in the future. That, yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you very much indeed. Lo- lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. In the meantime, you can find all of your news, analysis, and insight into the world behind video games at gamesindustry.biz.